All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Broadcast. Episode 94, people. We are 20 days away from the start of the NBA season, two days away from the start of the NBA preseason. Training camps are going on. It is lit. James Harden has a new move. Is it legal? Drew and I break it down. And Shaq's about a billion. What the hell's a Dame Dollar? Shaq and Dame Dollar go at it on wax. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple, Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 94. We are getting closer and closer to the milestone that is 100. The centenario. Is that what they call it? That's what what some will call it. That's what some will call it. The centenario? centenario. That means the century mark? Sure. Is that in Spanish? I believe so. Oh, I'd never heard that word before, Drew. That was uh, the first time I heard it was for the Gold Cup in soccer, <laughs> the the Gold Cup Centenario. I love it. Can we call the ep- the episode that? I think it I should mean, be the Centenario. And we still need to come up with a proper place to do this. We we decided on a mountaintop, mountaintop, or uh, under the Eiffel Tower, depending if we can get sponsored and somebody wants to fly us out there. That would be cool. Um, I don't like. I don't really like French people that I'm, much. Hey, bro, take it easy. I don't take it. Okay, well, I'm not, w- not not like case by case. Like you know, I, I'm not going to say every French person sucks, but in general, I'm not a huge fan Drew, of the French. Drew, we're walking a thin line right now because because we, we did the the white boy draft last week, yep. and then now you're talking about French people. We need people might get a different idea about us, bro, if we keep talking shit about people. Yeah, well, we didn't draft <laughs> Evan Fournier, so Rudy Gobert, Tony Parker, Troy Lefleur, Lefleur. Lafleur, Lafleur, <laughs> as Stephen A. likes to say. Boris Diaw. Uh, all right, as uh, it, episode ninety four, we yeah. got to start this off right, yeah. and properly, Drew. Episode ninety four. Whose episode is this going to be? Give it to me, because yeah, go. Sorry. Well, did you have something to say there? No, I I don't know who the ninety who you're going to pick on this. Uh, yeah, I I I think I know who you want me to pick. Oh, and I think I know who I want to pick. Oh. And it'll be, I think we're going to flip a coin or something like that. This is going to be fun. So 1994 Mm -hmm. is the year. Number one overall draft pick 
Big Dog. Oh, it was Big Dog. That's who the fuck it Glenn was. Glenn Robinson. God, that's my guy too, dude. The he's not the original Big Dog, but fuck Purdue. He was so cold, bro. Fun fact: uh -huh. Glenn Robinson, his son, was born in 1994. Yeah, that, look at this. So there's a lot of there's a lot of 94 things. The Robinsons are winning. He had a big year. Glenn did. So the bu 94. the Bucks took Big Dog at number one. Jason Kidd went second. Nice. Dallas. And then Grant Hill went third. Mm, team light skin. And then I had to throw in our boy, number seven overall, Lamont Murray. Ooh, that's right. We did take him. Yeah. Shout out to Ashley. Uh, Pajikowski was drafted in this draft. I think he was like 15th or something like that. He was like 15th to Denver. Yeah. And this is when we but got. That was an honorable mention. I wanted to throw his Pike? name in there. We've already done a 52. I'm pretty sure it was Pajikowski. We did Pike. So, uh, but I, honorable mention, obviously, for the draft. Mm -hmm. um, and then we jump into players born in 1994. This is a pretty good list. Oh, it's, yeah, because they're still hooping. Everyone in this on this list is hooping. Mm -hmm. um, I'll start. I'll start from the top. Giannis Antetokounmpo, oh, Joel Embiid. Shit. Uh, we got Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam, uh, Gary Harris, Yusuf Nurkic, Karis Levert, Never Skeet Van Vliet, mm. and uh, these two are the ones that I thought it would come down to. Oh God. Your boy, Montrez Harrell. Ooh, Trez! Yes! And my boy, Alex Caruso. Oh, God. Here Hair, we go. Hair Jordan. Hair, is that what they're calling him? <laughs> they're calling him Hair Jordan. Is that what you call Did you coin this or no, did you hear this? No, I, I found two Fuck. gems online. Hair, Hair Jordan. Oh, my God. And the bald eagle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hair Jordan is so... It's the perfect. Key. It's I'm so I you know where I'm I'm going. Fuck. This is '94. I'm really rooting for the Caruso episode here, but I am cool with Trez. Yeah, but do, okay, I think we strayed away from what we are as a broadcast, as a podcast. Yeah, with the last episode, I think we did. I think we strayed away with what we were. The what Anthony do you mean? just. I I feel like. Like Anthony, I really just I I really wanted Nick Van Exel to be the guy. Yeah, I know. Because there were so many things I but wanted to show the people. Anthony Davis was by far the best player on that list, and he, we have not given him any love. Well, uh, we, uh, ha we have not had a, an episode. Let's, of, I, with I him. agree. So, but I don't think you can say by far. Yeah. C Webb in his prime, dog was um, and and C Webb in his that's prime. That's fine. That's fine. He's gone farther in the playoffs than the guy. Yeah. Uh, their numbers are. Relative, I'm like prime Chris Weber was Ant probably 24 and 12. Maybe for one season. We got to look it up. I want to because Ant Davis's numbers are phenomenal. Today, uh, throwback hoops posted on their page Nick Van Exel's fucking throwback oh, that I was talking about. <laughs> I was like, God damn! I, like I really, I should have tagged you in it because I wanted you oh, to watch that's awesome. the whole thing. It was it was amazing. Um, obviously Trez and Caruso goes with our brand on what we do, right? But then there's, I mean, Giannis we, would be Giannis would be or Joel. Would be if we if we're but, sticking to to the basics and going with the best players. But then there's Glenn Big Dog Robinson, who was a fucking problem. Like right. this guy was a problem, especially in college, and he had a really good NBA career. Yeah, he, did. he was Giannis before in Milwaukee. You know, he was the biggest thing in Milwaukee. Yep. That they ever Since had. Kareem. He was a little bit lazy, uh, off season lazy, but the guy could score. I mean, six nine, drop buckets on everybody. You jump. Do you know who the original Big Dog is? The original, like before, who they call Big Dog before Glenn. Mm -hmm. I do. I don't know if I do. That was Antoine Carr. Oh, really? Yeah, you remember Antoine? I Carr? I do remember Antoine Utah, Carr. Got the Oakleys on. Why was he called Big Dog? Because he was just a big, just motherfucker a big dude, and he was yeah. a dog. Got it. Got you know? it. Got it. Um, shit, Drew. I don't know. Whatever. You, I, like, I think we could do something cool with Caruso and Trez together. Yeah. Okay. I think we can do. Okay. I think it's only. 
it's only right that like and we could do something cool with Giannis and and uh Joel. Joel. And it was really cool at, at Media Day today, uh because everybody's been talking about Joel dropped twenty five pounds and then he's like, I dropped twenty five pounds and then I gained five. So <laughs> and then I gained five back. <laughs> That's um, fine. It was fine. He's down twenty pounds. That's all we were asking so you, for. I mean, dude, this isn't my call. Yeah, this, I, I love, you know, like I said, Hair Jordan. <laughs> so gold Bald why do we why did we not come up with that that's it's i if, if i'm picking it's alex caruso seriously drew absolutely Fuck it, you would and absolutely you know what? it's the one thing that he's gonna get to shine on this year i hope he plays a lot but i have a feeling he's gonna play like 10 minutes I th- look look it's your call if Al- if it's gonna be hair jordan then it's hair jordan the hair jordan episode episode would be nice that's, I'm with that. That's Trez a, needs to get his love too, though. Well, dude. He, he he's you know he's option number. Trez two. Trez is better if because like Trez is definitely better. Okay, so like like you were saying on the la- on the last pod, right? Like okay, Anthony Davis. Well, yeah. If we went by those rules, then it would be Giannis. He was MVP, yes. right? So yes. then it would have to be him. Mm-hmm. But I think 94 is a weird one for him. Uh, Do you have anything cool to say about Alex Caruso besides Hair Jordan? Like, can we give any history right now? Yeah, like, I mean, so I remember when he came up through Texas A and M, he was he was very at like surprisingly athletic. Like we find he out still is when the, in the NBA. Uh, he the reason I think Hair Jordan is amazing because if you go back and look at the man when he was twenty years old, it's the same thing. So he had just it's bad real hair light up top, mm-hmm. and he th- and I, I know I know the feeling, bro. I you know I'm starting to lose Stop. it myself. I look in the mirror. And I'm like, I look at it lined up. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got some hair. But then you put me under some fluorescent lighting and some weird angles. And it's like, uh-oh. Like, Drew's really self-conscious about a his little hair. Thinner. I think you have a nice head of hair, bro. Oh, it's, it's holding firm. It, it's definitely firmer than, than hair Jordan. You have, the, you have the Pat Riley comb back right now. It's happening. <laughs> I'm using the Pat Riley to my, to my advantage. But yes. it's, definitely, it's definitely nicer than Caruso. It definitely is. Oh, you're killing. You are killing Crushing, Caruso right but, now. So, but to, for, oh. for that man to be as athletic and as good of a basketball player as he is, to look like that, mm-hmm. you put him in a, sh- in a shirt and jeans and walk down the street, you're like, Don't know him. this dude's a garbage man. Yeah, or he's a doctor. Could be a doctor. Right. Yeah, put him in some scrubs. Right. All right, he's a doctor. He's 40, <laughs> and he's a doctor, uh, and he's in great shape. But I think uh, the struggle that, like, I, I want to I tip the cap because he, he did not, he really earned this spot 100%. on the Lakers. Because he'd been bouncing around the G League for, since he came out of Texas mm-hmm. A&M without much to, you know, to show for it. And he stuck it out with the, with the G League Lakers team and, and earned a spot on this roster. So. I think he's going to surprise a few people this year. He, I mean, he's a last fan year, favorite. Last year was the breakout because, because he got we, garbage time, well, though. Right, because when we were tanking, it mm-hmm. was over. Like, the end of the season, we didn't give a fuck. LeBron wasn't playing. Like, it, then we just said, go play. Lonzo ain't playing and Ingram wasn't playing. Go like, ahead and play, yeah. bro. And and he shined. He, you know, he had a thirty-point game. Yeah. So I, I, I'm loving it. So where, where do you think he's going to be? Like on, on, on the, the depth roster? chart. Yeah, on the depth chart. It's not going to be nice. Like it, nine. I, like I said, I think he's probably going to get ten minutes a okay, game. So who's your backup point guard? Quinn Cook will be your backup. Well, so we have there's three guys that might vie for that spot. You got, you know, Rondo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Quinn Cook, and you got uh, Bradley. All, oh, Bradley, and and he's doing. There's, yeah. there's and I love Avery Bradley and would, Caldwell Pope. You know, is in there too. True. So like, I just. I, I know that they like him, mm-hmm. right? Which is why they kept him. Um, and he's cheap mm-hmm. and he's going to work hard. But I, I'm hoping that he's the ninth guy or that, you know, that he gets 10 minutes a game. They're, they're talking very highly about Avery Bradley right now. And I, I was not shocked at that at all. Yeah. Uh, you need that kind of guy on your team. I, I was, I was always thinking like, 
if you if you can pull off Rondo and Avery Bradley at the same time, if you're going against a uh, you know a small lack lineup, of shooting though, it is. But defensively, it's it's real nice. Yeah, uh, I think I, I think having one of them on the floor uh, to to defend is is ideal. But Rajon's defense is you know really starting to fall off anyway. He's he's not nearly as good as he once was. So. It's Alex Caruso, yes, Hair Jordan, a.k.a. the Bald Eagle. NCIS. Fucking A. All right. Alex Caruso, now you are officially You're famous. famous. Episode 94 is going to be yours. Done deal. People, we are 20 days away, finally, from the NBA opening tip. I mean, we've if it, what seems like a year we've been waiting for this, right? Yeah. We've been counting it. We're four days away, two, three days away from preseason starting. There was already a preseason game with, with Houston and, and the Sharks, and Houston fucking just blew them out of the water. As usual. As, you Whenever know. those games happen, it's uh, it's never a good look. Right? Well, I mean, last year, last year somebody somebody beat one of the teams last year. That was I think that was Jimmer. I think that was Jimmer Phoenix play or any. Uh, maybe no. it was Houston. No, sorry, I can't remember. Well, there was a team that like was that beat him or was real close to beating an NBA team last year. I think, but the was, rest of those games are usually washes. I think it was Phoenix versus Houston, but Jimmer was got like the the. No, uh, it was a Chinese team for sure. It was it. Yeah, it was a foreign team. Then it had to have been Jimmer playing for that team. Yeah, I, I remember so. Jimmer in preseason. Yeah, because he dropped like forty something in that game. Yeah, yeah. And people, the, uh, the great segue, by the way. So we're leading into you know the start of the NBA season, but before we get there, our all white boy draft went really well last week. Jimmer probably could have made people an honorable upset. honorable mention. People were a little upset. He was, I mean, he's he was amazing in college. Like if you go off his, like Adam Morrison's another guy that I I remember being oh. uh, lights out in college, and then you know the, he. Shit hit the fan when he came to the NBA, uh, but like we definitely missed a couple guys in in recent years that that could have honorable mentions made for the list. sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what's funny is people were coming at me sideways so quick, Tom and I'm Chambers. like, "Have you listened? Oh yeah, <laughs> you're still mad at this." People, look, shout out to my boy Sean Green who actually played with uh, Tom Chambers, and he said, "Dude, this dude was was so so good." Yeah, and I had to personally take it upon myself <laughs> to make sure that we put a video up of Tom Chambers and I hope you spent the six minutes watching him just it's a shit. great highlight reel what did my boy Lou Wright say in Memphis he's like yo that revert he had a reverse cram that he just did all the time like for whatever way like his body was just so used running to the going rim, that way just and just reversing on everybody he was banging on Manu Bull he was banging on Patrick Ewing he was banging on uh he took there's one where he just he pump fakes magic and then just goes in on Worthy and B Scott and just reverse crammies on him and I'm like yeah. damn uh Tom Chambers caught bodies, so I am sticking by my yeah, fourth man. pick in that draft. And just to let everybody know, the voting went down, and it was 80-20, Drew. Yeah, it was 80-20. It was 80-20. Which is fine. I mean, again, you know, you you got to look at, at my squad. It, it, it's built for wins. It's built oh, for it's W. Not. It's built for grit. We're locking up. <laughs> We're scoring. I got I got MVPs galore on that you do. list. You do. And uh. I got... I, I'm I'm still very happy with my team, but you got the number one overall pick, which is a big advantage in that draft. You think so? Like, yeah, okay, because you get to pick first each time. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an advantage. Okay, All but right, I well. I'm again I'm I'm holding to my team. Okay, I feel good. I'm happy. People, this is the thing though: is that your Cowan's pick was unbelievable. People don't know about Cowan's. He was the MVP in 1973, so led the league in scoring. You're sticking by. Okay, first of all, 73, right? Yeah. This is the downtime of the NBA. wasn't much going on in 73. If Cowan's is your MVP, that's not saying. But too yeah, much. it was like 28 or 29 points a game. Like this guy was he was good. He and was, I, the people that don't know are the ones that are going to hate on that one. So you feel like Dave Cowens as I feel about Tom Chambers. 
Yeah, sure, that's fine. That's fine. I I really like Tom Chambers. Okay. Like I think what I what I said was you picked him early, which I think I still think is true. And, I, and the only reason I said that is because you weren't going to take you were, him. You could have had you could have had him at any point. In time. I was just thinking six ten runs like a deer. Like, Dude, he's a great. Pick. And then I had and I had to. St- I trust me, the DMs were popping on Tom Chambers, and I <laughs> I had to to let people. Did you buy a Tom Chambers jersey? I, I, you throughout know I all this. You know I don't wear other men's jerseys, That's bro. That's true. I don't, but I don't you could do you that. could just have it. I could have if I had a man. I mean, I live in a man cave. I guess I could have a tom chambers jersey it's like um, the one thing you don't have in here is a I tom think, chambers jersey a lot, <laughs> yeah, do, a lot of other shit in here i do have a lot of shit in here yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. um but it's not shit it all means a lot to me no it's but anyways just to re- memorabilia just to reiterate clips won that eight, 80 to 20 i uh, mean the fans I, I need a i need a re- i need a recount <laughs> oh, you want a recount no, well, that's fine that's did fine. you see the stories that were popping though bro i made that shit look so live it was legit if you aren't following the at clips and drew stories in our page it's so lit right now just gotta let you guys know that all right so white boy draft is over i think it'd be really cool um before this season actually starts we can do that euro draft the euro that we've been talking about totally and i say euro do you want to do euro and africa i okay so foreign we do or, we do only only foreign because then you can get into South America. Yao Ming's in play if you do foreign. Well, Yao Ming, there's that's so I was gonna say the, the yeah. Yao Ming clause because he's the only one that Wang Juju. No, Don't forget about my boy I, Wang Juju. He Zhuzhou. was a Clipper and he was a, you know. Hey, I, I NBA Live two thousand and four. It was Wang. I'm pretty sure it's Wang. It's Wang. It's not Wang. Wang or Wang is the question. No, I, it's but it's it's spelled with an A. But I think they say that Wang Juju. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't say. sleep on my boy Wong or Yi Jian Lee. I rem- oh, that's who was a Clipper. Yi Jian Lee. One of a- them was a Clipper. That guy was cold earlier. The NBA caught him, you know, later in life, but he was good, man. That guy was good. Okay, I'm saying. So what will we? So call we're doing it? a foreign. We're doing all, you know, uh, other countries. All time non-American Ooh, born shit. players. That's going to be stacked. It we need be- to go like we need to go deeper. It can't just be eight. We can do ten. Yeah, we got to do ten. We on can that do one. ten with a with two alternates or. I don't know. Let, I say we should do let's, it. We can formulate that. We'll we'll, we'll work that out. We'll, we'll hammer out. That the could details. be next week. That's leading, fun. Leading into the. That's a fun one. I mean, because that's there's a lot of and, gems. And you, oh, a lot of dudes coming boy. through there. I already have. I already got my. I already. I'm gonna have to do picks. some research. I, I you know I was a little short on the research for last week. I I didn't have that much time. <laughs> Did it at the bar at happy hour. <laughs> So Drew, you gotta come prepared to this. You I did. Know I forgot. Coming. I forgot that we were doing it that week. You know I'm coming prepared with my you notebook. Did. You did. I still feel good about it. I, I still feel good about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Drew still feels good about Cowens. Arvidas Sabonis is coming. Stop! <laughs> Don't even bring it up. Vitas is de- Arvidas is definitely one of mine, but I I have his counterpart. I, to I'm that. going first in the next draft. And we'll see. It'll be up. It'll be up to no, Alexa. No, no, I got it this no, time. No, no, no. Yeah, it's an even trade off. Oh no, my god. Even trade off. You take Vitas first. I don't know who I'm taking first. You Akeem? ain't taking Dirk first. Akeem. Akeem? I don't know. I mean, There's a on. lot. Tim All Duncan? Right. Yeah. Well, God, does he really? He does count. He has it? to because yeah. he's not American born. Yeah. Speaking Patrick of Tim, Ewing would be another one? Yes, he would. Yeah. Jimmy, come on. All right. All right. Come on. Well, speaking of Tim Duncan, and we're talking about the NBA is starting media day. You know, media days have, have like been popping off. We're seeing all this really cool shit happening in the NBA right now. Yep. Everybody's catching that vibe. A lot of cool shit happened today uh, uh, with media day. Clay. Clay, did you see how Clay came to practice today? I did not. He fucking took the boat, bro. Oh, I did took see the that. Boat. I saw him on a boat. I didn't know he was going to practice. He's going to practice. Well, because he still lives in Oakland. He's living in Oakland. He's, he's still got the crib. He's up in the Oakland Hills. He takes the boat, you know, fucking selfieing the whole time. It just in true Clay fashion. It's amazing to me how uh, you know regimented Clay's off season is 
because you can tell how close the season is based on the length of his beard, mm. right? Because as soon as the season's over, he doesn't he doesn't touch the beard. He just lets it grow, and it's getting pretty thick. And he always starts the season with the beard, fucks up for the first month, and then <laughs> shaves it. Gets a lineup and then it's clay time. You know, this is what, speaking of clay, it's like, all right, dude, this dude just came off ACL surgery. He looks just fine. We saw him in Mammoth, you know, with our boys, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, fishing. Yeah, fishing, having a really good time. I'm seeing Kevin Durant, which we'll get into, but KD had his media day yesterday. Looked just fine as far as like walking around, no boot. Like we're talking fucking Achilles surgery. You know what I mean? And I was out nine months when i tore my acl bro, right which was insane and now this guy is just taking boats to practice you can see the scar on clay's knee though i couldn't i didn't notice that if you looked at uh at the group picture that they took with when and it was the you know the, the splash brothers dre and uh and d-lo, uh, d-lo mm-hmm. you could see it on his left knee didn't even notice yeah yeah it's got a nice little right on the kneecap so you can see that that there was pretty major surgery done there but i mean this is what they do i mean it, it that's the thing too. What 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 year did you roughly? What year was your ACL? Oh nine. See, that's ten years of yeah. medicine. These guys are pumping ACLs out like easily, left and right, like They're, it's a root canal. It's a specialty now. Like right. it's just good to go. And it and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of of the medicine that that we're able to like the the care that we have now. For well, these that athletes. they have especially. That's I what, mean, well, yeah, for KD sure. KD went into Achilles surgery the literally the day after. Right, the next day. Well, you're uh, supposed to do that anyway. You're not supposed to wait. That shit gets worse. Yeah, but you, dude, hey, there's a, there, 80% of America can't do that, dude. 90% of America just can't walk into a fucking surgery like that. Um, but Very yes, true. they have the best care in the world and, and it's great because I think Clay is going to be back in February. I don't think they should rush it at all. Um, but let's talk about more media days. Sure. Because... Uh, Tim, you mentioned Tim Duncan. I did. And so today was that like they training. Uh, tr- every team is training now. Training camp right. has started. Everyone's it's there. In full effect. They're playing practices and doing drills and shit. Hundred percent. I saw the nets were running. Nets were running. Uh, Kyrie's got the face mask. He on. got hurt. He broke his nose or his, or his cheekbone. Cheek like a cheekbone. Yeah. And that sucks. He might have to play all he's year. He's really with that. good with the mask though. Yeah. That's he, true. He's done it once before. That's true. He should turn into Rip Hamilton and just always wear the mask. I, I mean. Why not? Nike Sorry. can make something cool. Go go with the, the Tim Duncan. No, thing. but Tim Duncan today was he's the assistant coach now on, on, on the Spurs. The Spurs, and yes. he was running wind sprints with them. Like, uh oh, he was he was running wind. Don't call it a comeback. Well, you know, we'll wait until their first big man until Lamarcus goes down with a two month injury, and just maybe Timmy will be like, all right, I'll step in for a minute. You know, I they don't got th- a sneaky squad. The, the Spurs are always they're always picking up random dudes and putting a team together. There's a few. I mean, and and their guards coming back. Who was doing? What's his name? Fucking uh, Murray Lamonte. Yes, love him. Uh, not Lamont, not Lamonte. Forget his Javante. Something like Javante. Javante Murray. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he, he'll be back. I messed know. up his first name. Yeah, but there's a lot of teams. I know we talked. That guy's about, good. He's good. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's gonna be just. That's another ACL that happened pretty mm-hmm. quickly. You know, so ACL isn't the end of the world. No, it's what happens to the Gordon Haywards and the Paul Georges. Those are the ones you got to fucking. Injuries, yeah, the yeah. Jeremy Lins. Like you got to really look out for those. Uh, but the ACL, like you said, is, is is quite easy. But yeah, so Tim Duncan's running wind sprints. Um, Popovich, is there something in there about Pop? No, I, what I was getting into was just saying like, there's a lot of teams. I know we're talking. Obviously, we talk about the Lakers and the Clippers a lot. Uh, we haven't even really dove into like Dallas and then talking about Denver and talking about the San Antonio Spurs, like in the West. And well, whatnot. yeah, we're gonna do our our preseason round off like before. Yeah, right, right before the, the season tips, I would say probably a week or two. We got to get used to look like watching the Rockets play the other night and seeing Russ on the bench just in a Rockets jersey, seeing how 
unhappy Chris Paul looked in OKC. Yeah, man. Look, he looked really unhappy, and he's faking it. He's trying to spin it too. He's doing a good job of spinning it, like because he was on the, the Oklahoma City Hornets when they when the New Orleans like you know the whole thing happened mm-hmm. with Katrina, and he you know he posted a nice little picture of like amazing how he, how he's back to where his career started and all that. It's all bullshit. But it is, man. He can't be that stoked on it. I mean, the whole move that he was going to do was going to Houston to try and win a ring. And they're really not that bad of a team. But they're, I've heard they're going to be good. I've heard a lot of shit about. Um, they're really trying to dump Steven Adams, and I just oh shit, they are. They're trying to get rid of Steven Adams. They want young picks and fucking, you know what I mean? They want <laughs> the world for Steven Adams, and I just don't see that happening. Um, yeah, the market for him is drying up. Yeah, but I'd take him on my team if it was. Ch- I was going to say the Spurs that you know they they use big men all the time, and you can move him and have Lamarcus still at the four if you need it. I, there's there's teams that'll take him, but it's they're probably not going to get that top dollar for him if they're going to trade him. No, he'd ha- it'd have to be like a buyout or something because he signed a big deal, dude. Yeah, like he's got a lot of money coming. And I think Chris and Steven would actually play really well together. And Steven's yeah. a great teammate. This isn't like they're trying to, to dump Steven Adams. No, they because- just know that they're going to not be that good this year and they want to try and get as many picks as possible. As a, as back, to the, back to the Russ and, and James Harden mm-hmm. thing, one thing I am here for is they really look like they're they're still pretty tight and they're and they're they're boys. Hundred percent. And I I really enjoy when friends are on the same team and can play together like that. Uh, because the like the the dancing on the sidelines and like mm-hmm. the funny the funny shit that they do, I it gets me it gets me rolling. So I'm, was, I'm excited to see that shit. It makes me it makes me laugh. All that the time. was cool. Yeah, and it's preseason, and you can have those preseason vibes. Totally, totally. I'm with that. I'm more concerned about where we're gonna where they're gonna be November 20th. You know what I'm saying? Where they're yeah. gonna be in the standings? I want to. I really want to see how this dynamic works out because. When you got two ball dominant guys, like everybody's talking about it, and they say it's not going to be a problem, and it might not be a problem. They really do have a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I just don't know how that's going to work out because again, yeah. Clint Capella wants to get the rock too, and yep. Eric Gordon wants to see the rock, and PJ Tucker wants to get his looks. It is that going to happen? Right. I don't know. That's the thing, and especially like if you got James Harden taking these leaning one foot shots. Uh, instead of instead that? of passing the ball to Russ and they you know let's just say that happens and, and James is missing and, and some shit goes sideways like I said from the beginning we're really going to find out how strong this relationship is the first time they get blown out because it happens every team gets blown out they're going to get blown out uh, at one point or another during the season it's probably going to happen pretty quick yeah you know and and then then we'll actually see what happens right because neither of them like to lose and I know Russ like really hates it like and, and, and it gets really aggressive when he loses so I just think We'll see. We'll see what happens then. Everything is on both of their shoulders. Right. It's not one of them. It's both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like Tony's just hanging on by a thread. So it's it's gonna be real interesting, man. I think I think like like we called it when it when the trades all went down. I think this is a last ditch effort for Daryl Morey. As as long I mean he's he's got pretty solid job security, but if this shit goes sideways and it really hits the fan, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him go. And we see uh, D'Antoni go, but Maury's so good at his job. I think that he's in pretty good with the with Houston. But the whole thing is getting them to a championship. And if they're never going to cross that threshold, maybe he wants to try and start something new. I don't think it. I think D'Antoni's offense works perfectly for Houston. Uh-huh. Like what they're doing, I I want to see it with Russell Westbrook. Like I, I do. I want to. see I'm hoping that he worked on his threes because Russ, that's that really, really, really is going to help if he can hit a knockdown like wide open uh, three. 
Like he was, he was able to do that before. Like four years ago, he was at thirty-five percent. That's still not but, great, but it's Drew. but it's better than it was last year. He was like twenty-three. Because I think, I think being you know being that we play basketball, I think Russ runs into his jumpers a lot. He does. I'm saying going full speed, pulling up three, not like James does, where he catch and li- shoot or li- literally walks into it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, James doesn't have a whole lot of elevation on his no, jump shot, unless he needs it. And yeah. going back to what you said, this new move that we said. You know, we posted uh, on our page at Clips and Drew, you know, two, three weeks ago, we saw him at, uh, you know, at the Chris Brinkley runs doing this one foot jumper. And I said, like, yo, this is probably going to be his new move. And now it's coming out that this is going to be his new move, which which is this one sidestep, like hop off one leg, which I think he can pull off. Like, what do you think about this move? Me? Yeah. You think it's a good thing? Do you think you think he can? I be think accurate? we're going to see a hundred percent. I think we're going to see this behind the back pull up three that he likes to do. The, the step back, behind the step the back, back behind. And actually, if you think about it, it's 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 harder for the defender to get that ball if you're trying. You know, if you're pulling up for a three, you can't swipe at it. Uh, the way James does it, it's smooth. I think a player like James Harden can pull that off. And if that, if you. It works. Okay, let's just say that. It works. The step back, I'm not concerned okay. with. The behind-the-back shit with the step back, all of that is fine because he's so good at that shot. Yes. I'm not – I am not. I don't really have a problem with that. As as somewhat unnecessary as the behind-the-back might be, there is an added bonus like the, that you can't – you can't really poke it away when it's behind his back. But he also has a, the possibility of losing it while it's behind his good. back if there's enough pressure in defense. But – the, the the question really is about the validity of this one-footed shot. Do you think he'll be accurate enough to pull it without everyone, including the coach, being like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, there's a couple things. Double-edged sword. Like, uh, It's going to be one of those where it's like when he hits the first one, He'll try it four more times. Yeah, and 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 on the fourth one that he misses, yeah, you know Everyone's that's when the, like, all right, stop that shit. You know, like, you know, what? take a shot, take a normal shot, right? Um, because it seems like a throwaway shot. Okay, but okay, so then what's it like? Like Dirk made a career off of off well, a step this back. Is what one I was going to say, like even even way back in the day before there was like even really a set jump shot. Most of the guys like in the in the 40s and 50s were taking one footed jumpers like that's how it was. It was almost kind of like a runner and they would always just shoot off one foot. And then you have guys like Dirk that turned it into the fadeaway, like one footed knee up kind of fading away thing. And a lot of guys have bit off of that apple that that Dirk plucked from the from the tree there. Um, And I think the only way that he can take that shot without people coming down on him is if it's in the beginning of a game or if they're fucking like winning by you do you think it's 30 you think it's look dude coming from a guy who I feel like I'm I I am or I was a very creative basketball player doing things that worked in my favor because I wasn't the fastest guy so I had to have a hezzy right to get people off the ground I feel that James created this new sidestep thing that we're seeing all NBA players use now you know what I mean and and he knows how much criticism that has given him as far as like, is it a travel or is it not a travel? Sure. Being that once he puts that second foot down, people think that it's a, that it's a, it's a fourth step. So he's adding to this side step. Like, okay, if you, th- if, if you think this is a travel, well then what if I don't put my, my, my other foot down and I shoot this three, are do you still think it's a fucking travel again? We saw him do this in this game in the preseason, mm-hmm. and I think that's when you try shit out. Absolutely, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. You're up forty. They were up. This is what I'm saying. Like, because you know, if he pulls this and it's a close game and he misses, like 
you and I are both going to be like, you can't fucking do that. Can't do that. And all of his teammates are going to say that the media is going to go nuts. And I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to pull it if it's a close game. It, it, going back to the dynamic with Russ and, and, and Harden, like if he takes a game winner like that and, you know, Russ might have a better looking shot. Or game winner Russ, is another thing, though, okay. too, because like so if the clock's running down uh -huh. and let's just call it tied and he pulls something like that and, he, and, and, and it might be the only way for him to get a shot up. I'm actually not as upset as it is like third quarter. Y'all are up eight and uh, take it. He just shoots that. And you're just like, he what the fuck is that? James Harden, though, like if anybody can do it, it's it's you. Like if if Lonzo started pulling this out, it'd be it'd be a problem. <laughs> and that's a, yet another great segue, because today, like Pelicans ran their first practice um, and Zion was saying, let me I, I got to say something about Zion, dude. Watching him in interviews and watching him talk to the press, this kid is special, dude. Like he's so likable. Pe people are going to love that. It's going to be one of those. Like it's going to be one like of those. Shaq. Yes. Well, Shaq and like okay, so there's like this. He's a mix between Embiid talks too much shit. Yeah. In the and they compare Embiid to Shaq a lot. But Embiid is very likable. Yeah. But it's either you really do not like Embiid or you love him. With Zion, I think it's going to be like everybody is going to love this kid. That's why I think Shaq is the best comparison because yep. Shaq didn't really didn't really talk a lot of shit. He he didn't need to talk no. a lot of shit. If you chirped at him, he'll chirp back, of course. But he was just funny and enjoyable and likable and good with the media, good with the teammates and that, for the most part. Think, don't you think that's a huge thing though? It's massive. Being his brand is skyrocketing I, right I now. I 100 percent agree with you, and I'm glad you, I I'm glad you agree with me on this because just watching him talk, I'm like, and his smile. It's kind of like Magic too. Magic was sure. really good at this. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Magic good never talks shit. You didn't see Magic like like hate on people. Like, dude, there's a huge difference between Russell Westbrook and Zion Williamson. You know what I mean? Like, I see Zion in press conferences that is going to be very open and and talk about mm. you know the issues, the problems, and and yeah. Or the bright spots. And Alvin Gentry was trying to make it very clear that this is Drew Holiday's team. Like, Good. you are the number one player. He was an, your he's team. the only one that's been an all-star. And uh, they want to minimize. They don't want They don't want Zion to think that, like, yo, this whole team is on your back. Yeah. This is your rookie Smart. year. And they have a decent amount they, of talent around him. They got like, a good team. I, I'm Drew. excited to see them play. I'm right there with you. Um, I, you know, this brings up an interesting point about, like, approval ratings uh, in the NBA. And I think... You know, for his entire career, Steph Curry is probably the most liked player on the planet in the NBA, right? You got, you, he probably gets a little shade from, from other players because of whatever reasons they just haters. Don't, yeah, they there's hate. A few, there's always be haters. Right. But I'm talking about like from fans and viewers around the world. How can you not like Steph Curry, right? He's, he's undersized. He does amazing stuff. He's a great guy off the floor. He's a family man, like all that stuff. Uh, he's a champion, uh, but you know it, it makes me think that like Zion might be next on that list because people we already know LeBron has a lot of naysayers. A lot of people don't like crazy. LeBron, which is crazy, but that's just the way it is. Haters. And and Steph doesn't really have that. And I don't right now. I think everyone is on board the Zion train. I don't see many people like you said. Some people don't like Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. Some people, they, you know, majority of NBA players. Kevin Durant, obviously, a lot of people don't like him. Kyrie Irving, a lot of people don't like him. Russ, James Harden, all these guys have like this this really strong encampment against them. They don't like them. I think Zion has a real good shot at becoming like a Steph, 
like a Shaq and just having pretty much global approval because he's such a good good dude. And I think that's why Jordan paid him the money that they sure. wanted. And I, I think he's going to be huge for the brand, huge for the city of New Orleans, man, huge for this city. And remember, there there really isn't these big high expectations as far as this year. We expect him to be all rookie, of course. Yeah, you know, I think we expect him to play what seventy five games. So that's the biggest. We expect- hope that's the biggest expectations. I want to see him out there, and I want to see him do it night in and night out, and I want to see the monster dunks and all that stuff. But outside of that, um, and and performing like pretty decently, there isn't a whole lot of expectations for this team to win. Um, you know, I think uh, making the playoffs or making a playoff push is going to be really exciting. But I I do think that this is the only chance to keep the Pelicans in New Orleans. Yeah, because there that, was a lot of talk. That franchise is just it's just scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. They, There's like people aren't coming to the games, well, they but sold, this should turn around. They sold twelve thousand season tickets, which is huge for them. That was the most that they've had since And they, that's still a small number. Uh, it is, but, but it, it's much better than it was before. It's always sure. gonna be the football town. We get right, that, right? right? Yeah. And yeah, if like fucking Seattle would love to have Zion <laughs> and, and Drew Holiday and and Lonzo. And, that, and 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 we're talking a lot about Zion, but like we're, we we want to see this dynamic of Zoe and Zion. That's kind of cool, Zoe and Zion. That mm-hmm. sounds that sounds really good. Um, and they showed it today, like in practice. There was two crazy alley oops that Zion caught, and he said before practice, he's like, "I'm going easy, like I'm not trying to do it." And then like the fucking first play, he can't help himself. Zoe, no, and Zoe throws it throws a bad alley oop that hits the backboard. Zion still catches it and bangs it home. And then he caught another one where he bangs it home, and it was like, "This shit might work," and. Gentry's a hell of a coach. He, dude, he's great. So this is going to be fun. I think so, and I think if you, that's why they're trying to minimize Zion. Like, do not think that you have to be LeBron or Shaq or Kobe or like any of these guys. You just be you, right? right, right. And we will we'll help you build. And he looked he looked in great shape. But the other thing about the practice was Lonzo has a new shot, like has a new jumper. And I don't know if you got to see it today. I did. The hitch is gone. The hitch is kind of gone. It's not so far to the left anymore. Well, we it's just I I hesitate to say that it's a new shot. They definitely tweaked it. So like you're saying the hitch, the elbows in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He was he used to shoot it kind of toward the left side of his face. He's a right-handed shooter, so the ball's coming off, you know, not necessarily the the normal side of the body when you're a right-sided shooter, right-handed shooter. Mm-hmm. It should come off of the right side of your face over the shoulder if you're doing like per- perfect JJ Reddick kind of form, Clay mm-hmm. Thompson form. Uh, but he had it more in the middle of his face, even leaning over to the left side of the body, which is more like Kevin Martin, which is not an easy way to succeed uh, when you're shooting, especially from distance. So I will tell you that when I did see it, it's it it's smoother. But if you notice, the first thing that he did every time he caught the ball is he brought it down to his waist. And that's something that cannot happen in the NBA. These guys' hands are too quick, and you don't have that much time. When there's a kick pass, you have someone... You know, yeah, it's not Zion. You got fucking 25 mini Zions out there that are going to swat that shit into the upper deck. If you take that just that half second, see Mike Dunn can, 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 you know, voice on this. Any good shooter, any well, well, above average shooter is going to be able to catch that ball wherever it is, get it to his zone in his pocket and go up instead of going down. Like Clay, like JJ, like Landry Mm -hmm. Shamit, like these guys are quick shooters. He's got to have that release. So I'm with you on that. But the form in general (laughs) is different and looks better. It looks much better. And the the one thing that he's always had a nice uh, wrist snap, Mm -hmm. which is like how you get that backwards rotation that you need to, to have the ball sit in the rim when you get a little bit of rim instead of just swishing. 
he always has had a really nice solid wrist snap and that that continued in this motion so our, it's it's nice our boy donnie mac this is something that just came to my head donnie mac donnie mclean yeah mclean uh said that when you're shooting like if you're shooting a three the ball should have a full seven seven rotations right before it goes goes in the hoop that's all from the wrist snap it's I was got just, yeah it has to be the rpms have to be going <laughs> yeah, it does 100 percent uh, they're going to be exciting, Drew, and they're going to be that team that we've we've said this the whole time. Like, and can I, I just ask, it. like, why now, Lonzo? Like, why now in New Orleans did you did you take a look at you know adjusting your jump shot? I honestly, why did, wouldn't he have done that from the beginning I when think, he stepped into the Lakers? I think we are going to see a completely different Lonzo Ball, dog. Like, because he's out of the shadow of his dad. At, Dad's not there. Yeah. LeBron's not there. It's not L.A. You know what I mean? He's playing with a bunch of young talent that where there isn't this pressure of like you're in L.A. You have to win. You're the second pick magic picked you you know what i mean like i think lonzo's that kind of player where he, i think he's gonna thrive this year bro i think he's gonna have i think he's gonna be like like 16 and 8 16 and 7 i That's, think 16 is a lot for him just because he is so passive yeah, but who else is gonna score on the team ingram what, and zion ingram zion jj uh and no uh, and uh and drew i think drew's drew can Derek favors drew can average 20 a game no problem right i mean he's done it before right uh, I, 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 like you're saying, they're already gearing him up to be the, the to the star of the team kind of a thing. Come on, let, let's be real though. Yeah, yeah. D Gentry's saying that, right? And we know well, Drew is. He's but the veteran too. Zion yeah. is the star. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, without star. a doubt. But we don't. I don't expect. I don't expect Zion to score twenty necessarily. Really? I don't. I don't <gasps> expect him to. Yeah, me. Either. He he might get there, like just because he's a, such a freak, he'll get offensive boards, and obviously they're going to run plays for him. Right. But his jump shot's still a little questionable yeah. at this point, and I just don't think. I think part of them setting the expectations is like we're going to run a system that gets Brandon Ingram the ball in ISO situations because we know he can score twenty points a game, and you know Drew can get a bucket no problem, mm. um, and you're going to have Zion be the facilitator there. So I, I'm excited. I am. It's weird how much I am excited to see the Pelicans. I've always been a fan of Alonzo. I always, I still think that he has a really good shot at doing something like leading the league in assists and steals one year. Um, and being a, a really solid Assist and steals in, in the one, same year. In the same year. I think he can do something like that more so than he can average 18 or 20 points a game. I think what the Pelicans should focus on is selling tickets and making yeah. and, and make it fun. Make it fun. And then in two years, let's make a run at it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there might be players that might want to come to New Orleans. And it's going to be a good year for them to test Brandon Ingram. Like, yes, because yes. He, he's going to be due some money here, yes. so they can they can test him out. Like you know, he's he's really I think more than anyone on that team, he's the one that's going to have some un some 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 legitimate pressure on himself to prove to the Lakers and to everyone in the league and and all the fans that he actually is the guy that we all thought he was going to be coming out of Duke. And again, he's not going to. He should be. Uh, you know, more green lighted, dude. Like this, this is your time to shine. Go get Ingram. it. There's no, uh, come on, dude. There's no other way. This is your year. I, I'm, I'm really excited about them. Um, Clippers training camp's been going really good. Uh oh. Uh, well, you know, I, I want to bring him up a little bit. <laughs> I want to bring him you up. Can't help yourself. Media day was pretty awesome. Kawhi, there was this fun guy. Oh my fun God. guy in the building. It was just there's. I posted it on our page last night. Just Kawhi doing his photo shoot, and it's just him not standing smiling. there. No, just being Kawhi, dude. Like, look, this is not. He's not. 
upset to be there. It's not like he's acting like he doesn't want to be there. Like right. this is just fucking him, right? It is. And this camaraderie that we've built, and I've actually shied away from talking about the Clippers on the past few f- few broadcasts. I have. Good job. Well, well done. thank you. Yeah. I try. Excellent I try work. a little bit. Yeah. I know uh, you're excited. Power rankings came out. Clippers are number one. Is that what they have us at? ESPN <clears throat> power rankings came out. I didn't see that. It's 100% sure. I mean, Paul George is ahead of schedule, but he will not be playing the month of October. And he'll and he's not rushing it, which we have both talked about. Smart. We're fine with that. Got to be smart. I'm I'm a hundred percent fine with that. Um, but it just seems like the camaraderie and like the the boys are ready to fucking play. They have to be excited. They're so excited, and this is you know you know it's great to think about Kawhi and Paul George and like having these guys here. But we are focusing on defense, and Paul George said that for the first time in a long time, fans. And NBA players are going to be excited to watch the Clippers play defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get really excited. You like to see people dunk and, like, hit the open three and, like, shake and bake. They're going to they're gonna really enjoy our squad playing defense. Montrez mm-hmm. Harrell, Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Zubak, like – it's going to be really interesting and defense leads to offense. And I just, it was, they asked Pat Beverly about like, what's their, what's their plan moving forward on defense. And he's like, it's the same fucking mentality that we had last year, except I want it on steroids this year. And again, you only go as far as your leader takes you. And Pat Bev is the guy on defense and you don't, Pat Bev had to spend a lot of time last, not a lot of time because they bought in, but you don't have to get fucking Paul George ready for defense, and you don't no. have to get Montrez or Kawhi Leonard ready for defense. No, they're good. You know, and uh, Kawhi's going to be limited um, in the preseason; like he's not going to play a lot, which is was expected. Smart. The guy I was that I've been talking about a lot was Landry Shamit, right? And he's put on muscle. He's been in the weight room good. all summer. He looks really, really good. And I was talking to uh, one of our dudes in DM today, and I was just saying like, there's so many keys to this team, like. Lou Williams is a key. Montrez Harrell is a key. Landry Shamit is a huge key. Yep. He is the guy that, you know, people ask the starting five that going, you know, starting the season. And since Paul George isn't going to start, we're a little shook at that position. We know it's Pat Bev. We know it's Landry Shamit. We know it's going to be uh, Kawhi Leonard. We know it's going to be Zubak. But I think uh, uh, it's going to be Zubak. Everybody thinks Montrez is going to start. No, and no, I still no. don't think it's, he's going to start. Trez and, and Lou are coming off the bench. Facts. And that's that's the one-two punch that you guys get. And they will finish the game. Zubak will not be out there in, right. in the last five minutes of the game. Right. It'll be Trez. Yep. Yeah. So who is the who is the? It's fifth? gonna be well. This is the thing is that we have the, all these interchangeable players. We've discussed so many times like how important these wing players are, and you'll be you'll be lucky if you have two really good wing players. We got like five. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We got Harkless and Jermichael Green and uh, Magruder, who's gonna be who they're really. I high think it'll on. be Harkless. That's fine, and I'd be fine with yeah, that. He's solid, and and Jermichael loves coming off the bench, and he's a key guy too. Um. So I'm really excited, and they're in Hawaii. We play Houston on the fourth. Um, I'm, That's I'm, in what two days? Yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah, that's and fun. I'm just, I'm just really excited. I really like. It reminds me of, and I've said, I think I've said this before, but it reminds me when Chris Paul j- just came to town, and it was like with Kenyon and Matt Barnes, and you know, we had, and then these guys were doing movie nights and like dinner at a different person's mom's house every, you know, every different person's mom was cooking. Like these guys have this bond and they, Paul George had said in the media day was that 
from the second I signed with the Clippers, we got on group chat. And before we even started working together, we were talking for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like we were all catching each other's vibe. And right now training camp is so important just to catch everybody's vibe. Nice. You know what I mean? And I really enjoy that. I wonder what Kawhi is like on the group chat. I feel like he's like me. (laughs) He doesn't say anything, but he'll like. Drew is the worst on group chat. He'll like guys. the message. Okay. He'll like the message. Uh-huh. He'll love it. He'll emphasize it. He'll do the dislike. He may not say anything, but you, his presence is known. And it'll be like Kawhi. What do you think? And it'll be like, yeah. He'll just do like the emoji, <laughs> like, the, like yeah. one face emoji. That's fine, though. I think thumbs up. Don't you think it's big? Like I think it's big for guys like Pat Beverly and Sham and Lou and you know these guys to really try to figure out or understand like just where Kawhi's coming from. Cause they have, you know, they haven't played with him. They don't know him personally right? or now they do, but like figure out what this guy likes and dislikes. Right. Sure. I'm not sure who's going to be, you know, we're talking about Houston. Like who's the alpha, like who's going to be the fucking guy. Yeah. And honestly, between, I think it's Pat Bev is going to be our leader, like uh, literally our, our leader. And I think Paul George and Kawhi will be fine with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do. Lou. I, I would imagine that Pat Bev's probably going to be the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that Doc and him are, are on a really good level together, which is always important for your point guard and the head coach to be on, on the same level. But I don't know, like you're saying, I don't think Kawhi needs necessarily leadership in the in the sense that he needs to get like pumped up for games or you know get your head right stuff like like other players would. Like Pat Bev will need to go to Shamit and Zub and let him know, yo, all right, we need you fucking, we need your heart right now, or like get your mind right, blah blah blah, like whatever it is before the game, during the game, after the game. Uh, but you guys are you guys are solid when it comes to like at least Kawhi and Paul George. You know, it, they're definitely both those guys are going to be leaders in their own way. But I do think if you have a talisman right now, it's probably going to be Pat Bev as just a team leader. Yeah. And moving to the other side yeah. of, of Staples. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys started. LeBron, first of all, he posted a picture yesterday with his shirt off. And the dude, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, 16th year, bro, and you fucking look like this. Like, what an animal. What yeah. a fucking animal he is. Yeah. Um, and then we, we spoke last week about how you know great – Anthony Davis looks, but Kuzma's going to be out for most of October. He won't play in October. He's probably going to be. A, I think it's going to be a little longer. I think he's gonna, like on the, the anything Paul with a foot. Anything with a foot. There's too many small bones and mm-hmm. ligaments and shit uh, that have taken down you know many athletes when it comes to foot injuries. So that's always sketch. Uh, and I I hope that he heals fully before we we try and press him back on the on the court. Um, I think we're in a decent position to carry on without him. I think he was going to be it was going to be tough for him to crack into that starting lineup anyway. You don't think he was going to start? I I I think he, I think it was definitely a possibility. But How I was a guy on a USA team not fucking start. Because there was a lot of dudes on that USA yeah. that should have been on that USA team. I got to ask I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> I got so uh, some dude came into the DMs today and yeah. asked, you know, do you think Kuzma is overrated or underrated? And I said I said I couldn't answer that because Honestly, I haven't seen enough of him yet. I think sure. he has a really high ceiling. Yeah. I think a lot of people think he's like at his ceiling. Like this guy's not yeah. he's it's always he's gonna o- be he's older. Yeah. He played he played a lot of years in college. So he didn't come in at nineteen or twenty and like all this extra room to grow. But I just think I think the one thing that always happens to wings and guys like him, he's got a good shot, he's got a good handle, he has a good game in general. He's just gonna get better playing against the constant competition, and he's gonna get bigger. And what I mean by that is stronger. And and that 
always is going to be an asset to a player like him because he is on the leaner side. So you think he's overrated or underrated? I think he's rated perfectly right, right now. I think he's really good. Right. I really do. I said I needed to see. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm no. sorry. No, it's fine. I said I wanted to see this year. Absolutely. Like if Kuzma can come out and get 18 a game, if that happens, do you think that's high? I think I think I think he if he's not starting, I think he'll be our sixth man. Because who's so, the other who's the other scorers, Drew? Who else is going to give you the Who else is going to give you the buckets? I mean, you got LeBron and AD, and then you you need that third guy. And if it's not Kuzma, no, I I want it to be him. Uh-huh. I absolutely do. But I you know the all the different lineups that we have, and whether AD is going to be a center or he's going to be a uh, power forward, that really changes our lineup, right? Because if AD is playing the four, then you have JaVale at the five and LeBron at the three, and then there's no room for Kuzma. No. So that's my point. So, like, even if even, even if it's a Zubat situation, like like with you guys, where we start JaVale and then we end up playing AD at the five and, and Kuz's our four, I'm very comfortable with that. But I don't necessarily know he's going to start right off the bat, especially if he's going to have to, you know, do the rehab and build up to the season. So who's your starting five then right now if Kuzma's not starting the so season? So this is the toughest part about what uh, Frank Vogel has to decide. What is our starting line? Like, is LeBron really going to be your fucking point guard? I don't know. It's possible he definitely is capable of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but it, <laughs> I think, traditionally speaking, it, it will be Rondo. It'll be either KCP or uh, Avery Bradley. Yeah, Bradley needs to be in there, dude. And, well, just KCP gets so much love, and I don't know. Why? I, I, I don't really know why. Who gives him love? It's He's a clutch client, so he's a part of oh. Bron's team. But, anyway, I do think it'll be uh, Rondo. And uh, I actually think Danny Green will probably start. Now, I forgot about I keep forgetting he's on the fucking I Lakers. Too. So, Rondo, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and JaVale is, I think, what we're going to start with. And I think we'll end with that lineup and you swap out Kuz for you JaVale. You don't think that – oh, okay, Kuz. You don't think starting JaVale and AD is just, like, too big in the paint? I do. Like, I don't. I want Anthony Davis to start at center, at but he's said so many times that he doesn't want to well, do that. Fucking deal with it. It's not even – it's a posi- – like, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't – you're still going to shoot threes. You're still going to guard the same guy right. virtually. Like, it's – so I the whole semantics around that mm-hmm. I think is overplayed because he has said so many times he wants to be, you know, the four – which is part of the reason that that New Orleans tried to get DeMarcus on the floor to play the five and the four like that. So I I think because of of his stance on his position being the the power forward of the four, I I do think that's our, that's going to be our starting lineup. And then like I said, I think we'll finish with him at the center, Kuzma, Kuzma at the four, LeBron, Danny Green, and then Raj or whoever the point guard so is. So Kuz and Avery Bradley coming off the bench first, yeah. probably. Yeah. I think you guys will be crazy. I've been adamant about this. I think you And Dwight be... Howard coming off the bench. Oh shit, we forgot about him. Yeah. God damn. He's not gonna start. Him. He won't start. Damn, I forgot you I mean, you guys got the bigs for sure. We do. We we are a big team. You're definitely big down low, hundred percent. I think you you guys will be crazy if you don't start Rajon Rondo at the point guard. Like I just don't I don't like LeBron at the one and at there's all. Nothing in Rajon's career that says that he's gonna be comfortable sitting while Avery Bradley runs the point or or Caruso like there's no fucking way that Rondo's like yeah go ahead like he's gonna want to start I I, the only way that he doesn't is if LeBron does start at the point and then we build from there so then it's a huge lineup LeBron at the one Danny Green Kuz uh uh AD and JaVale I mean, I think there's going to be games where that happens, where LeBron is, be- is starting. This like- is the beauty of it. Yes. Is that the starting lineup is one thing, but it's the course of the game. We're going to see several variations of this lineup. And the one thing that Frank Vogel does have, and it's, it's, a, it's a good problem to have, is 
the fit and, and how he rotates and who he sees and who he features during the game. I have a feeling that Vogel, like, we'll see in December, like, maybe one of the – Dwight or fucking JaVale McGee might not even get be getting off the fucking bench, bro. Sure. One of them might if not even – If the small ball lineup is working, run with it. Um, I, I'm taking into account something LeBron said, though. He was very adamant about saying – uh, we're running everything through AD. Like this is ba- he didn't say he Absolutely. didn't say this was AD's team. AD for MVP. But he's he in my eyes what I what I what I got from it was that I think LeBron is taking gonna take some blame off of him if this doesn't work out, right? So he's setting he's setting AD up to be the scapegoat. Con, con, it's, it's like as if they fail, it'd it, be like, well, we were riding with AD. It and works he, both right. ways for LeBron. He's very strategic. He is the best at it. Okay, nobody is better. He has been the best. I at, hope it's not that. I, okay, I, because that that's an undermining thing for LeBron to be doing. Or I, it's a great thing because if say you win the chip this year, and then it's like, well, this was our plan all along. Run it through AD. Here's right? the thing, man. That's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Any any single athlete that has played alongside LeBron James has gotten the blame when it has gone wrong, and LeBron gets the gets the cheers when it goes right. Like Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh is a big one. Like those guys were the ones that that got a lot of the blame when shit went sideways. LeBron usually ducks that. He sidesteps it because he's LeBron and he's amazing and he's averaging twenty eight and eight and eight. Like, what are you gonna do? And so I think I think what he's trying to do, and hopefully in good faith, is set AD up to be the guy because LeBron is thirty four years old and and it should be Anthony Davis's team in a sense because AD is twenty six or twenty seven in his prime. Uh, and ready to shine. Where do you guys? Where Where did uh, ESPN have the power rankings for the Lakers? Fourth. Who was two? I can't remember. It was I think I think Philly. Sixers. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. Sixers. Um, and there was somebody at three. It was mostly Houston. Uh, they did the top ten, mm-hmm. and it was mostly West Coast teams. Of course, I mean because or West Coast is West Western oh, Conference. Milwaukee too. Western Conference. Three? M- maybe maybe Milwaukee. I, I I only looked at it for a second, but I saw Clippers first and Lakers fourth. That was that's where it was. I don't like that. I mean, I, I like it, but I don't like that. I, you're going to have to get used to it. I know. I know. Dude. I'm not used to this, guys. This is why I'm not. I don't know. Wh- I don't know how to fucking act, bro. I really don't. I don't know how to act. I honestly, until I saw it on TV yesterday, like I've been seeing it in my social media thread forever, bro, for the past fucking two months, a month and a half. But being me and being how long I've been invested into this team, I still don't. I can't fathom the fact that we have. The, that we have this team, dude. Yeah, I was so stoked on my team last year. I was so happy, and 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 now we have we have this thing now, bro. Like, I, I it's it's shocking to me. And we have these expectations, and I think we have the right people in line for these expectations. I think Paul George has a lot to prove. He does has as far as winning, like yeah. winning. Well, winning. he's yeah, he's never really he has a, he's hit a ceiling every time in the playoffs. Yes. And he's definitely going to want to break through that. I mean, he did have – he had those years in Indiana where he made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Did you see him yesterday? I mean, there was a full – my boy Tomer, who writes for the Clippers uh, and for Clutch Points, he posted a video yesterday. And it was Jerry West and Paul George in the paint. Just It was – literally, it was a two-minute video of Jerry West just schooling or teaching Paul George 
these you can't hear what they're saying you just see what they're doing and paul george is so focused on listening to jerry right jerry west and is 80 year old the wealth of knowledge i agree and the simple fact that he gets this respect and paul they asked paul george after like in the in the conference and pg was like um was he's like dude i've been blessed my whole career i got to learn a lot of shit from larry bird yeah i got to learn a lot of you know i got to learn a lot of shit from he worked out with you know was with Mello for a while you know in OKC and he said when when Jerry you know speaks I'm gonna listen and the smart he's so smart dude and and again just having Jerry West and and I'm going back to the Clippers really fast and talking about defense like we're just so lucky when you think about Doc Rivers you think about Ty Lue you think about Sam Cassell these guys on our bench it's gonna mean a lot I really think it's gonna mean a lot I'm really anxious for October 22nd which is opening night. Clippers, Lakers. I'm really anxious, um, and I I think it's going to be a process, Drew. I don't think our our, our first ten games. I think we're going to go five and five. I really. Oh, you're setting yourself up for success here. You're just trying. You're trying not to jinx yourself. No, five and five think- is going to be a disappointing start for that team. Yeah, very. I think it's going to take. I don't. I, I I'm thinking. I, Why? What makes you think that you're going to come out that slow? I, I just I. I don't know, Drew, because first of all, I think this is definitely new. Actually, I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know. I'm not going to say we're going to go 9-1. and one. I'm not going to say that. I well, think- we have to look at the schedule and, and really kind of nail it down to see like what the matchups are. Mm-hmm. I can understand like having some hiccups, but there's no fucking way that you guys should go 5-5 five and five to start the season. <laughs> No way. You know me, I'm just I'm just being mean, I mean, bro. I mean I'll, I'll give you like I know that you're going that route, but I'll, I'll give you the fact that you might not have Paul George for for 8 of those 10 games or something like that. But even still, you guys should you guys should be in every game and winning most games unless, you know, something Agreed. weird happens. Agreed. So, I mean, we have to bring this up, dude. Yesterday, Dame Spitter, Shaq, um the be- it's light beef. It's light beef. But we got to talk about this beef because I want to bring up light I, beef. I, is that it's it, it's that new stuff uh, that they're all eating, right? No, th- that's meatless. That's the 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 meatless burger. But there's a name for it. Uh, no, it's a meatless patty. I know, but there's a name it? for it. Uh, What's the name? It's Drew? like there's like a name for it. I can't believe it's not beef. That's no. like the butter thing. No, that's butter. Drew. No, but there's a name for it. <laughs> ah, I, shit! That, it would be perfect right now. So right now, so we held a. If you guys, we're, we're going to get into this in a minute, but, uh, we held a poll on our page. It's 40% Shaq, 60% Dame right now. Um, I want to, I want to kind of take the reins on this really quick. And I know you're a hip hop head too. Yep. Uh, I grew up in hip hop. I still live, eat, breathe shit hip hop. Like, I love this. I love the whole thing. Okay. I love the fact that Shaq heard Dame. This was when it all started. He was on Breakfast Club or, or one of those. He was on somebody's sure. show. And uh, Dame was basically saying that people were more interested in the fact that it was Shaq rapping and not Shaq the rapper. You know what I mean? Uh, back in the day, like why people listen to Shaq. And I, I totally disagree. First of all, I voted for Shaq on this. All right. I think Dame Dalla is definitely the best. NBA basketball rapper we've ever heard. Dame yeah, is a le- he's a legit rapper. That's like fair. he can actually go. Yeah, and so can Shaq. Sh- I think the things that Dame said. There was one. I have a couple quotes, and the only two quotes that sat that uh, stood out to me on Dame was he said, uh, "Look inside that statues at Staples and and find a corpse." I thought was really cool. And he said, all the money in the world, but traded for Penny, right? Oh. And I, I, I liked both of those. And I thought those were lit. Shaq used a beat, used a Dre beat. Automatically, like, you already feel it. Yeah. But, you know, Shaq was basically saying, 
you know, what did he say? He's like, uh, what's in your wallet, a MasterCard or Visa? You talk like you're Braun, but you ain't even Trevor Ariza. Like, hey. that shit was so lit. I just like the fact that Shaq, Shaq went at him. But Dame was saying some bullshit like, you know, Kobe won you those won you those rings. And the same thing with Dwayne Wade. I heard about okay, that. Okay, and like, that, listen, that Dame. Line. Dame, I'm going to give you a hey, Dame. Let me tell you about Shaq and that, that three-peat, bro. Shaq and that three-peat. First of all, three-time finals champion in all three of those three-peats. This three is going to be fun. I yeah. love reminiscing Here's about your this. numbers, Shaq. He's the best. 35 and 35.9, 15.2. That's what he averaged in those three finals mm -hmm. combined. 35.9, 15.2. Kobe was 22 points, six and five, okay? Yep. It was all Shaq. It was all Shaq. And even with Flash and in Miami – you know what I mean? Shaq was still a huge he, presence. Okay, so don't write it off like like you didn't have anything that you were the main the main reason they won that shit. Sure, and even if Shaq had lost all those finals, he'd still made it further than Dame has ever made ever, it. Yeah, bro. So and don't talk bank accounts either, Dame. No. <laughs> like that's great that you got this max the max Shaquille deal. Shaquille has so much it, money. Sorry, bro. He has like a hundred. He has like a hundred twenty four hour fitnesses. He has like Krispy Kremes. He said, he, "I'm about to get a bill." You know, he stole this from Jay-Z because, like, uh, I'm about a dollar. Fuck, what the fuck's a 50 cent? Like, that's what Jay-Z yeah, went at. Cent. And yeah. so uh, Shaq kind of took that and basically said, you know, I'm I'm about to get a bill. Uh, what the fuck's a Dame dollar? You right. know what I mean? Totally. Like, Shaq is crushing life. And Dame. Yeah. Three platinum records. Yep. Shaq was the first NBA rapper, bro. Like, a real rapper coming out on Arsenio, Fushnickens. And when he did our famous line, you know, yeah. word is born in, not a Christian Leitner, not Alonzo Mourning. Like, the dude has it. But Dame is a better rapper. He is. But don't come at the goats, bro. Especially it, if you don't. It, to me, it just seems so random that all of this even happened. Like, I, what? Since when are they beefing? Like, it, what? It was, like, so I don't know what it can. They was, asked is Dame, Dame. Is Dame trying to get his sales up or something? No, I think they asked Dame. Like, are like are you the are you the best like NBA rapper ever? And then I think they brought up Shaq, and then he said this comment as far as like, oh, got it. People were more interested that it was Shaq rapping mm -hmm. and not like what he was putting out. Sure. And mind you, guys. First of all, Shaq has been relevant for thirty fucking years. Still relevant. People, he's a DJ. He's a DJ. He goes to festivals everywhere around the world. He raps. He dances. Like people still fuck with Shaq. All, all right, long. Shaq is a his brand is humongous. People from uh, dudes that we hoop with at the gym that are twenty to my parents know who Shaq is and fuck with Shaq. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And I I just dug the fact that Shaq came out at him first. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're gonna say this? I'm a, I'm a, I'm an MC. I've been an MC yeah. my whole life. I'm not gonna let you say this. And I had a few DMs where people were like, "It'd be really nice if if Shaq would just be humble and just like, you know, appreciate like what other people's crafts and shit." And I'm like, dude, if you're a, a, if you are if you're Reggie Miller, right? And Reggie Miller, they ask who's the greatest shooter ever. Reggie's gonna say, "I'm I'm the fucking greatest." Right. We know Steph Curry's amazing. We know Ray Allen is of uh, amazing. You know, we know JJ is amazing. But you're gonna say you are the goat. So I'm with Shaq on this. Where Where do you stand? Oh, I'll always ride with Shaq. Me too. Always, always, always. Shaq is amazing. I mean, we already talked about how like unbelievable, like unbelievably likable he is, and part of the reason why he still is relevant in today 
in today's society is because he is that likable guy. He's hilarious. He's also one of the greatest, most interesting people to ever live. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and an unbelievable winner and champion and athlete. Uh, successful on as many possible platforms as you can possibly be ex- su- successful on. Like he owns so many businesses. He's a, he's a part owner in, a, in an insurance company like Carnival Cruises. So he's the face of so many brands and he's not, he hasn't, he hasn't played in fucking 10 years. Like, and Dame was holl- was was talking shit about him and his Icy Hot. And I'm like, you know how much Icy Hot probably pays him? Arm and Do you know how much the general pays him? All of them. Do you know how much Gold Bond pays Papa him? 24-hour fitness. Papa John's. The you list. should be taking every NBA player in the fucking league should take a page out of Shaq's book. Yeah. This I, man yeah. is still on brand. He's been the same brand. And if you're if you're Dame, you should be looking at like why am I not getting the Arm and Hammer? Like I'm a I'm the I'm an athlete currently right now. Facts. And he's taking money out of your pocket essentially because he's more popular and famous and likable and sells more shit than you do. Shaq said Take your time, or something about the response. Take your time. Don't hurry. You'll never be Westbrook. You'll never be Curry. And I'm like, come on, dude. He's, like, he's the best. I'm with it. I'm all for it. I'm Team Shaq on this. I don't give a fuck if you guys don't like it. It is what it is. What else you got? You got anything? Well, dude, uh, uh, we got to bring this up, bro. October 19th, once again, we are doing a live show with Antidote Fresh and B-Ball Junkies. This, if you are in the L.A. area, if you are around Anaheim, if you're in San Diego, if you're from the Bay, you got to come down. I was talking to Nightwing last night. He's really excited. Dope. Uh, we're going to Dave that uh, Antidote Fresh has a new fragrance coming out in collaboration with the B-Ball Junkies. Uh, Clips and Drew will be doing our first live show. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, man. Uh, two, three days before the NBA season starts. I want everybody there. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have DJ. I, it's just going to be a live event, bro. And if you're in the area, we invite all of you to come. Uh, you can participate in our pod broadcast. We've never done a live show, so we really don't know like our format and what we're going to be doing. Uh, but we want you all there. If it's anything like all of our other events, it's going to be lit. So be there. Continue to screenshot. Let us know you're listening to the pod. Uh, let us know you're still fucking with us. You're messing with us. Shout out to Dash Radio. Shout out to the Nothing But Net channel. Drew, I was coming home from the gym today. I had a great little light hoop session. Nice. Okay, You know how beautiful it is in San Clemente. Man, I had all here. four windows down in my truck today just mobbing through San Clemente. And on the radio came my boy Nate Dog. R.I.P. Where I want to be. And I started screaming this shit from the top of my lungs because this is exactly where I want to be. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. And Drew, we're ghosts. They're good. Check this out. You see how I figure this thing. We can all take over this game. If we come together, do the shit right. We can all have a piece of the pie. How I figure this out. A little trip down south. I set foot off the plane. It was just like a family thing. The gangsters hard to deceive. So I I took a little trip to the east. So so I can't wait for the game. Broke so I'm in bulletproof everything. Touchdown and ain't like I think. Tripping off nothing but fame. So I quickly dispose of my shame. If we we ain't got us, nigga, where I 